Good morning, Pauline Jesus. It's, uh, it's strange to be here with you. It's strange to be here in this platform. I know uh, Pavalo seems always excited to be on this platform and he's excited that we could be here together. But to be honest, it's strange because I'm looking at a camera, but I trust that you are here, that we are here together. And it is a gift that we can gather in this way. So I hope that you uh, can take some time and settle down into your lounge or your rooms or your beds or your kids' rooms, uh, wherever it is. Uh, we trust that we can be together this morning and we trust that God speaks, that he speaks to us, that he's here with us in the midst of all that's going on. He's here. And so, yeah, looking forward to being here today and seeing what God has to say to us. And the, the title that I've kind of thought about is, is Opportunities and Obstacles to Transformation in a Time of Uncertainty. And I think it's obvious why that's the case. I think we are clearly in a time of uncertainty. We're in a time that's changing, that we haven't been in before. And we're having to navigate things in new ways. Greet with elbows and uh, yeah, keep our distance, communicate endless hours on screens like this in Zoom meetings. Um, it's a new season. And, but I do think that there are opportunities in this season as well as obstacles. And so I just recognize that as we come together, we come from different spaces. Some of us this time has been energizing. Some of us, it's been a roller coaster. For others, it's been really difficult. There's been folks who have lost jobs, folks who have struggled, folks who are still struggling, folks who have lost loved ones. And we just recognize that, that this season is a space where we're all coming from different places. And so recognize as we come together, that that is our reality, that we are entering into new spaces, but we're also navigating it in new and different ways. So I just trust uh, that somehow uh, this space can be a space where you can be held by God and that we can meet together, that you'll be able to bring all of who you are into this space today and that we can see what God might have to say to us. I must say for myself, it's been a bit disorienting. Um, I love being with people, I love engaging, I love being together. And so it's been a, an interesting time to be, to be stuck in my house. A lot has happened globally with the coronavirus, also kind of protests in the US and us as a family just connecting with that. Working in an organization um, <clears throat> that works around the world, navigating, creating space for them. And yeah, I think just trying to figure out how to respond well in this time. And it has been difficult and sometimes paralyzing to know how to respond well and yet in the midst of that there has been change that is happening in the world even as i have not been involved in it and that has been strange i love being involved i love to think that i can be part of change and so it's interesting to think about what does it mean for me to understand how god is at work in this time even as i don't fully understand what's going on and i am not able to participate in the ways that i used to and so that kind of leads me to think, I think, to think about, okay, so how am I responding? And how are you responding to these times? What are coming up for you? I think for me, my tendency based on the news and all that's going on and looking at who's leading and how things are responding is to, is to, is to judge, huh? is to kind of judge who's making right decisions, who's making wrong decisions. And the voices on social media and news, everyone seems to have an opinion. They seem to think 
they know exactly what, how we should have responded, how this person should respond. We all know how everybody else should be responding, but I don't know that we always think about how we are responding ourselves and wonder what we might do in that position. And so for me, it's been this invitation that I've been kind of invited to lean into. An invitation, what does it mean to move from a sense of things being right and wrong to being a sense of judgment? But kind of almost like if you think about sitting and watching a sun, sunrise or a sunset and just to kind of take it in, to notice, to notice the colors, to notice the beauty, to that stillness that settles at the end of a day. Um, I wonder if you've been able to give yourself space to notice, to think, to observe, um, to pay attention. And I think that's it's a really interesting thing to, to, to instead of, I think we've been taught our whole lives to judge and to make decisions and to decide what is right and wrong, to decide who's in and out. But, but this idea of noticing and becoming aware and sensing what is happening is kind of a new thing that I've been leaning into. And in a state of powerlessness, not necessarily being able to change things. Um, how do I navigate that and be open to what God might do? And I want to kind of present to you this idea of a liminal space. I'm not sure how many of you have heard about a liminal space, but a liminal space is a space that is neither between uh, the place that we are currently in and the place that we hope to arrive. And I think COVID-19 has pushed us into a liminal space where we have crossed a threshold from what the world used to be. And we're in this space where things are very uncertain and we're not sure where we will arrive and what that place will look like. Hmm? And uh, in, in the mystics and kind of the ancient theologians and people, they used to say that this was the space that they longed to stay in the most because that's where the most transformation happened. And you look at Jesus when he kind of got baptized and the beginning of his ministry, he went down to the, into the desert, this liminal space between who he was and who he was to become. And so I think we've been all invited into this liminal space together, this space that that is part of kind of history, even in traditions. You know, you think about someone being initiated into manhood here in South Africa, right? It's, it's you go from being a boy, then you go out and you get put in the strange place where there's, you know, obviously I haven't been initiated, but you kind of go into the space and there's traditions and practices that you get led through. And then eventually, as you come out of that, you become a man. And so this idea of crossing the threshold into the space and that is where transformation happens. Transformation happens in the liminal space, the space between what you knew and where you will arrive. And so I wonder what has been happening in you during this season. What has God been stirring up? What are the things that you are newly become aware of? And I think during liminal spaces, it's very, very uncomfortable. There's a tendency to want to run back, to go back to what you've known, to, to resist, to, to move into negative practices. Uh, and so it takes a sense of intentionality to recognize and figure out how to pass through this liminal space to allow it to transform us into something else. And I think you can kind of think about in the Bible, you think about the Israelites, right? So the Israelites long for liberation. They long to be set free. And then God came and he did set them free. And they moved from being slaves to free people. And in that, the midst of their journeys and their wanderings and the ways that God provided for them, it was this challenge for them to figure out what does it mean for them to reclaim and find a new way of being, a new identity in who they are. 
and for them to discover and trust God that he will look after them, that he will be with them, that he will lead them. And they had like pillars of smoke and fire and all kinds of things. But in yet, they found themselves always being pulled back to, wanting to go back to the old thing. And you hear this in our stories, in our culture, and how people are talking is wanting to go back to the way things were. And so we talk about new normal, but I wonder what is a better normal? But in the midst of what we're in right now, what is it that God wants to do to us? What are the things that are wanting to pull you back? But what are the opportunities? And I just wanted to share with you two stories quickly, just to kind of illustrate this, this opportunity that we have for change. I had the privilege of facilitating some leadership conversations with the National Health Service in uh, London in the last couple of weeks and creating a space for all their nurses and doctors and fire persons and all the people who are working in the emergency service to, to come together and figure out how do we make mental health better. And they just talked about as the arrival of COVID, things have been insanely hectic. It is they are exhausted, they are tired, it has been the most challenging times of their lives. And yet all of them had a sense of energy and hope that we did not see before COVID arriving of a sense of what is possible, the opportunities for change. Because red tape was pushed aside, bureaucracies were pushed aside, people came together and really worked together in ways that they hadn't seen possible. Things that they had longed to see change happen in the different spaces was possible where previously it was not. And so this opportunity in this liminal space where the way things should work are not clear, but we've got to act and move forward. I think another story that I, that I have part of our organization in Servant Partners, and uh, there's been folks that are obviously part of the protests in the US around Black Lives Matter and really protesting for us to value Black Lives and to see that as being a normal thing, not an extraordinary thing. And there's folks there that have been part of advocating for uh, good and healthy policing in, in the Bay Area. And these people have been working, kind of advocating for good thing for many, many, many years. And they were part of some peaceful protests. And one of the persons got shot by with rubber bullets from five meters away. And those things caused a lot of damage. And so there's some implications to that person being shot as part of our organization. And this was a black young guy. He's married to his wife. And, and, it, and, it, and there's been some really negative consequences, obviously, of that. But one of the things that they're able to point out of that as well is that in the midst of their pain, in the midst of fighting against police brutality, in the, in the, in the midst of advocating for just a treatment of all people, and specifically black lives, what they've been able to see is the shifts and changes within the police department that they've been advocating for many years, what they have been trying to move over years, in days, the things that they had longed for have been changed. And now they're having to recalibrate and wonder, okay, well, maybe we, need, we can hope for more. We can hope for things to be done better. And so it's interesting in these times of chaos, in these times of uncertainty, there are opportunities for beautiful things, for new things to be restored. And so I don't know where you find yourself. I don't know where you find yourself in the season. I don't know what's been coming up. I don't know what challenges you're facing uh, at home, at work, in culture. But I wonder what the invitation for you is to, to, to consider, to, to notice, to become aware of what is it that God is doing in you? What is it God is God doing around you in our community? How might God be leading us into something new, a new normal? For us as a society, as a nation, 
in the midst of all of the negativity that that's out there, all the obstacles, all the reasons why we shouldn't think that it's possible. But I wonder, what is it for you? And what is it for us? And so this idea of a new normal, both for a community as we think about Israelites, but also for us as individuals. And I think that in, the communities are made up of individuals. And so I think God is not just interested in us as individuals, but us as communities, but also as us as people, they're very real people. And so what I, what I wanted to look at as we consider kind of the global community that we're part of and what God might be doing, and as maybe we, I invite you to notice that, I also want us to just consider, and so to look at the text today is out of John. And we're going to look at John 5, and it's, the, it's about a story of a man who's at a pool. And Jesus has come in, he comes to this place, right? It's called the man at the pool of Bethsaida. And this person has been sitting there, and there's many people with lots of issues, invalids and people with issues. And there was a belief that if they could, they would sit around this pool. And there were, in many texts, it talks about how there was this idea that if they lay at the pool, and then the angel came and stirred the waters, that if they could get into the pool, fall into the pool, make their way into the pool first, then they would be healed. And so this person, this man, had been sitting there for 38 years, a very, very long time, longing and hoping, and, and maybe, we don't know his context, maybe he, he, he is hopeless. But Jesus comes to him, and he says to him, and he recognizes him, sees that the man has been there a long time, and says to him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And I don't know what that was like for this person. But what his response is, he says, is he doesn't have anyone to help him into the pool. He doesn't have anyone to help him to enter in. And so his response is not, yes, I would love to be healed. His response is, here are the obstacles that are in my way. And so as these opportunities for us and for you, and in the season of uncertainty, there are opportunities for us to be healed, for us to be liberated. And I think there are ways that God is coming to us with opportunities and saying, do you want to be healed? And I wonder what your response is. And I know that for me, it has not always been, yes, I want to be healed. It has been, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure the answer is, how do I make a difference in this world? I have not been able to stop and to listen and to hear the voice of God saying, do you want to be healed? And be able to respond. Because Jesus' response after the man says, there's no one to stir the water, says, get up, take your bed and walk. Hmm? And I love it that Jesus in this situation is doing this on the Sabbath. Because sometimes for us, some of the reasons that we're unable to move forward is because of all the different ways that we've been taught to think religiously. All the ways that we shouldn't and couldn't and the ways that we need to stay in certain places. And so I think as Jesus does this, right, the man responds and he does get up. Huh? And, uh, and in the text here, as I'm just looking at it, um, even the people, the religious leaders said, who, who healed you? And they talk about Jesus healed you, even on the Sabbath? Yes, even on the Sabbath. And so I love that about Jesus, that, he, that he, even in situations where it doesn't make sense, Jesus comes to us and says, 
come, step forward, step up, step out, be healed. My invitation is for you. So I don't know how you navigate, you're navigating this current season again. And I don't know how you're navigating the challenges that are coming up and that have come up regarding family life, how to do work from home, how to do schooling, how to navigate job loss. But I wonder again, is there space for Jesus to come to you in the midst of that and say to you, do you want to be healed? And I don't know what that means in this particular season for you. I'm not sure if it's a season where he's inviting you to trust him more. I'm not sure if it's a season where he's inviting you to find your voice, to discover who you are. I don't know if it's a season where you are getting challenged to explore and understand God in new ways. I'm not sure whether it's a season where he's inviting you to be courageous or for me to acknowledge my own vulnerability to learn, to be open. I think the temptation in this season is to be certain, to, to try to be strong, to know and have the answers. But I think the invitation is to be open, to be open and to be able to, be, to, to navigate and to, to lean into God who can hold us even though things are uncertain. And I think that there's a hope for a better way. But I think that if we communally, almost as, as much, with as much energy and with, with as best as we can as we've been navigating this virus to keep our distance, to want to, to, for those that around the world to be tested, for the global response, kind of our urgency to respond to these things. It's interesting to think about, could we have the same energy and zeal to want to respond to the viruses that are not just physically, but even spiritually? the things that we, maybe the lies that we believe, the ways that we don't, uh, the ways that we have been taught how to think and navigate in society. And so I think that there's invitations for us. And so I would hope today that, again, that you would be able to lean in, that you'd be able to open up and make space for God to come and to be with you, that you would have the courage to to accept the invitation that Jesus, to accept the question that he has for you. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? What is it that you would long to be healed from? What are ways, what are practices, what are behaviors, what are understandings, what are ways of behavior in terms of how one functions in society? Are there ways that we long to see God heal our nation? Do we want to be healed? As the Israelites, do we want to be, allow God to move us into a new identity together to set us free, to see liberation? I believe that God is about liberation. He wants to liberate us. And I trust that he wants to liberate you. And so, in spite of maybe what we've believed, in spite of how we respond, in spite of how we've been taught to behave. I want to say to you that there are invitations that God have, has for us, individually and as a community, and to, to, yeah, to really to say that there is another way, 
that in the midst of uncertainty, there's an incredible gift. Uh, and I think if we can sit and be open to notice and to pay attention, that we can start to catch a glimpse of who God is in this season, that there might be something new that he's offering us, that there are new opportunities. And so in closing, I just want to take some time just to, to make some space and, and to pray, to pray that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, that the God who came himself, a God who came from heaven down to earth, who came and incarnated himself among us, a God that is always with and always for, a God that longs to be with you and close to you and come to you and say, do you want to be healed? A God who knows intimately your story, who knows intimately where you are and the things that you're wrestling with. I say to you that God longs to be with you. He longs to come and comfort you and he longs to usher you and invite you out of whatever you're stuck in, into something new, into something beautiful, into something that shifts your identity and how you see yourself and how you're able to show up in the world. And I wonder for us as if we're able to lean in during this season where we aren't able to do the things that we've always done, where there's different ways of being, that we would allow ourselves to be molded and shaped and formed into the people of God who he longs for us to be, that we would continue to be liberated and set free in a way that may not have been possible pre-COVID, may not have been possible, that like in the National Health Service, things that were previously thought could not change, that somehow things are able to move, things that we have long, long to see change, somehow may be unlocked in us, that we would see, take this opportunity to say yes, yes to God and yes to his invitation. And so God, I pray, I pray today for each one of us as we sit in our homes, with family, without family, alone or together, that somehow, God, somehow you would break through, somehow that you would unlock, that you would start to, to be able to set us free. That in spaces that we may have been waiting for a long, long time, waiting for something to happen, something to change, that somehow, God, you would walk right up to us today that you would be able to break through and look at us and say to each one of us individually, do you want to be healed? And God, that we would be able to move beyond the obstacles and the excuses and the reasons and that we would take a step of faith. That we would take a step of faith towards you. And as you call us out, you call us to stand, you call us to step forward, you call us to 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 choose to step forward in our identity as your sons and daughters. I pray, God, that you would give us courage. Courage in the midst of uncertainty. Hope. Hope. That there are new mercies every morning. Hope that change is possible. Hope that this is not the end. That uncertainty is not a place where we need to contract and pull back and hide, but that we can open ourselves to the possibilities of transformation and change in this uncertain season. Amen. God bless you. Have a good week. And I trust that you will say yes to your Father. Amen.